Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This episode of the Culp Option Podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch, listen to up to two extra exclusive podcasts a month, or give us something to discuss in our new post-credit scenes at the end of each episode, then please consider joining the cult and donating at www.patreon.com slash Hey, hey, welcome to a belated episode of the Cole Popshire Podcast. Uh, I'm Richard. But I'm joined- also one that, that oh. I hope is also one that I hope is like hot off the presses. You know, this is coming to you mere hours after it was recorded. Um, maybe yeah, we- even one hour, depending on how long this episode <laughs> is. If it's uh, yeah, I mean, 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Do that in an hour. Yeah. So it's actually not late. <laughs> If anything, it's early because of how quick <laughs> yeah. the turnaround is. It's late yeah. compared to our usual schedule. Um, yeah. And I'm back. I'm back, everybody. Yeah, I was back. gone. Wee! And now I'm back. I'm replacing Jess, the only woman. Um, yeah, in this well, just because all- it's Oscar season, you know, we want to like... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this all-male reboot of last week's podcast. And Richard, I, I, so I edited last week's podcast despite only appearing in it in flashbacks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I really like how you, you explained my absence in a tantalizing, mysterious way. You were like, AJ's not here and... It doesn't really matter why he's not here. And I want to, I want to keep the mystery alive this week by not, not explaining where I was. Good, but rest assured, everybody, it was mysterious. <laughs> nice. And you, and if you, if and if you knew where I was, you'd be like, oh man, I'm so glad I knew where he was. <laughs> um. All right. So uh, we're also joined by Aaron. Hello. Who you hey, Aaron. from last Aaron's week. Aaron's back. Who appeared back. in the um in the present day timeline of last week's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um okay, so uh the Oscars have happened. An mm. historical win. Yeah. Uh for for quite a few reasons. So um Parasite obviously took out Best Picture, the first foreign film to do so, the first South Korean film to be represented at the Oscars. Um well, I say first foreign film, but first uh, film not in the English language, I guess, is the because technically the artist is a French production, although it has one line of dialogue and it isn't English. Um, mm. So, um, but Parasite's generally considered the first foreign language. It's the first foreign language film to win Best Picture, and boy howdy, is it a good movie? And did it deserve its win? And and it uh, also took home the most uh, awards of the night with four. Nice. Um, which is yeah, bloody bloody good on it. Good on you, director yeah, Bong. Bloody good on you. And it's also historical in being the first film, the first Best Picture winner to actually be like real great. No, I'm kidding. There are others. There are others, but 
it, it rarely feels like films as good as 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 good as Parasite win Best Picture. Yeah, like this. And- this is probably my favorite Best Picture winner. Not since Crash have we seen such quality. <laughs> I saw a tweet that was like, "Wow, what a great night!" They even they even went down and hunted out um, hunted down Crash's best picture Oscar and took it back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's, so we we all yeah. had we all had different experiences with with the Oscars this year as well. I wasn't able to watch it live. I only I caught the best the best picture winner, but that's about all I saw. Um, yeah. Aaron, did you watch it? No, I didn't. I was busy working on a TV show in the office and didn't happen to see any of the Oscars. It's interesting that you're working on a TV show and no one like kept updated. Yeah, no, it wasn't the. It was weird. There was no like big kind of atmosphere around it. People were just sort of quietly typing in the office, except for one of the like producer's assistants who was like, "Oh, look, Taika won an Oscar. Cool." And then she watched Spoilers. his acceptance speech, and that was that was about it. Yeah, well, I um, yeah, I took the day off work to watch the Oscars, and I just watched them by myself at home. Uh, while a a chili um, slowly cooked away in my slow cooker, um, which and and I had it uh, not long ago. And it was very nice. I didn't have all of it. I didn't eat an entire slow cooker's worth of chili, but it was very good. Aaron tried some. My God, it Richard. was good actually. <laughs> it was vegetarian as well, guys. Yeah. Um. And so, uh, yeah, I, I I took the Oscar the day off work because um, I don't know if you guys have or if anyone listening is super passionate about something and then someone tries to talk to them about it and it's like, you don't know as much as I do. <laughs> um, and that's not me being like an elitist prick, knowing slightly more than everyone I work with. Uh, I work with people who... Uh, no, I like the Oscars and want to, and are forced to because it's a, a news organization. They're forced to pretend that they care about entertainment, but they don't, and it's really frustrating to me. Um, so I, I just Calling cannot out. be around. Called out, um, <laughs> and but apparently, yeah, there was uh, big cheers in the newsroom when Tiger uh, won, which he of course won the uh, award for uh, best adapted screenplay. But uh, yeah, since he's a Kiwi. Um, and they're like, yes, now we have a reason to care about the Oscars. Um, <laughs> mm. um, but anyway, for those of us who, uh, you know, actually care about this, here's uh, here's this list of winners and we'll kind of go through. I mean, yeah, we don't really have a game plan for this episode. It's kind of just a, a post Oscars chat. So uh, best VFX went to 1917. Um, so, yeah, that was a pretty good one. That, and I remember when that one was... Um, announced, I was like 1917, just one best picture, <laughs> and boy was I wrong. Wow! And boy were my arms tied. You, you declared, um, <laughs> you declared. <laughs> I just declared 1917 best picture, and boy are my arms tied. <laughs> um, you declared uh, last week, Richard, yeah. um, that Avengers Endgame was a shoo-in for VFX. Yeah, I thought so, and that's why I thought 1917 coming in with the upset. Um, yeah. Mm. And then I was like, it's, it's, it's all the cards are in its favor. It's going to win. What, what wow. does VFX cover like specifically as a category? Uh, yeah. Like, well, you look at the other nominees, Avengers Endgame, Irishman, Lion King, Star Wars. It's, um, computer generated effects. Right. Although, um, the Tron, uh, Tron, the movie was, um, disqualified for being nominated for best visual effects because the Academy thought it was cheating to use a computer. 
right. to generate a fix. What the heck? <laughs> and boy, are their arms tired. <laughs> yeah, so I I mean, I guess, yeah, a good VFX. Often the best VFX are invisible. Um, I'd love it if we didn't. Uh, uh, by ten, indivisible, indivisible by themselves. Under um, the, 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 I, I would love it if we didn't spend as much time on the kind of let's, you know, the awards that the shithole. No let's breeze about. through the technical awards. <laughs> the, 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 the fucking shithole awards that nobody <laughs> gives a crap about. Like, <laughs> let's just call it like it is, man. Let's just call it like it is. Yeah. Um. Okay. Film editing. Um. Two professional editors here. Um, uh, what do we think of Ford v Ferrari winning, AJ? The, I mean, the best editing is invisible. <laughs> the, 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 yeah, sure. Like, yeah, yeah. It's uh, now, yeah. you know, now that you're drawing my attention to the editing of the film. Yep. Yeah, it, it, it's <laughs> yeah. certainly the film with the most editing, and I think that's why a lot of people are like, oh, you know, it's one of the mm. ones that people complain about. And it's like, yeah, I mean, it's a well edited film, like. Don't get me wrong. What else was nominated? Uh, the Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, and Parasite. Jojo Rabbit and Parasite, it's worth noting, won the big awards at the American Cinema Editors Awards. So a group of editors think that they're um, good. Although the, the, award, the Academy Award for Best Film Editing was also chosen by editors. Man, I'm only just now realizing some pretty, um, some pretty sore losers probably coming out of this. I've been so wrapped up in, in all the good news that I forgot to think about the one, the films that deserved recognition that, that aren't going to get any. Mm, yeah, get one's, any. Uh, Irishman didn't win anything. Yeah. Uh, but one that did win something is Little Women, which won Best Costume Design. Nope. Period film. Yeah, I mean, this is this is one of those, like, yeah, sure, why yeah, not? Yeah, pretty classic. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Makeup and Hair Styling Bombshell. This one, actually, yeah, this, this is a pretty well-deserved one, I think. Um, the way Charlize Theron's... Theron's uh, transformation into Megan Kelly is fantastic. It still manages to like look exactly like her, but look kind of like Charlize and still look like a human being. And also John Lithgow's transformation to uh, Roger Ailes is great. Um, it's the same team that did the fat suit for um, Darkest Hour as well. The um, they're good. Yeah. They are good, aren't they? they? Are. Oh, they can transform a person. Uh, they also um yeah so they won for um darkest hour um and bombshell after being nominated for click and norbit oh my god (laughs) Mm. which hey the fat suits are great in them and a historical legacy to 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 lead Uh, all right in terms of uh more like a lot of these aren't surprising and a lot of the ones that are surprising are like the ones where you're like this was like like, I, i feel like there aren't any Oh, pff, that didn't deserve it. That that you that we weren't already expecting, you know. Um, cinematography went to Roger Deakins for 1917, which is fair enough. Yeah, totally fair enough. Yep, I love it. I love it. I love Roger Deakins. He should have more Oscars than he does, and it's like the seal broke. The the um he got it for Blade Runner 2049, and now he, I bet he's just gonna get he's gonna get at least one more Oscar in his. <laughs> In the time of his career, I think. 100%. I think people are coming around to, to recognize. <laughs> people are finally you know, coming around to Roger Deakins. Well, no, it's that I said that wrong. It's more that, um, the you know how there's, there's the, how like Quentin Tarantino or Steven Spielberg were the first like um, household name directors, yeah. right? I think while I wouldn't go as far as calling Roger Deakins a household name DOP, he's the closest we've got at the yeah. moment. 
it's true and people people should be seeing that i think with, mm. with him being yeah. awarded with stuff yeah like, and also 1917 is not just a gimmicky one shot it's it's be- a beautifully composed sh- beautifully composed shots that happen to all stitch together in yeah. what looks like one take mm. yeah, i'm, I'm saying sure. that here and now shit that's bold yeah, that's a hot take. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hot take when when it's literally the Oscar winner being like, "Hey, hot take." Roger Deakins deserved the best. best hey, hot take. Roger Deakins is a good cinematographer. <laughs> <laughs> um, production design went to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Now, this was what like. Um, I had an argument with, well, not an argument, but a discussion with Rowan while this was, uh, we were watching this A bare-knuckled fist fight. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, that, like, because I, I agree, Parasite, this would have been a great win for Parasite, because the production design is fantastic, but it's like, it's just a nice house, and so the average person watches that and goes, oh yeah, they just found a nice house. But it's like, it's a character in the film, you know? Yeah. Um, but then that's not, nothing against Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which transformed Hollywood Boulevard 50 years in the past. Like, it's incredible what they what they did. And I love the and story. And you know, that- Hollywood's a character in that film as well. Exactly. You, it's, it's, it's one you, of the yeah, words almo- in the title. It's, it's almost like Hollywood is a character in the film itself. It's funny as well. So, uh uh tarantino had a, a long-time partnership with the weinstein company for his films and then um uh for some reason i, I haven't looked into it too much but their relationship fell through um for this film <laughs> um and he decided not to work with harvey weinstein um but th- th- it was essentially like a bidding war for like tarantino's next film and so it was like this this huge um thing that everyone wanted and it ended up uh going to sony but i think it was universal like um as part of their bid like transformed hollywood boulevard and like put out all these signs like tarantino look at this like look at the kind of thing we can do and they didn't end up going with them um it was like this massive fucking like stunt to try and get his attention but and who knows you know maybe maybe if he had gone with them he wouldn't have won the oscar he because he's the production designer. The <laughs> film wouldn't have won the Oscar for, for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The Oscar he's always wanted. Best yeah. production designer. <laughs> <laughs> you know you know, Tarantino's a little bit butthurt right now. I mean, I'm sure everyone who, who didn't win is, is probably is. But like, I bet there, there were enough signs to point towards this being his year that... um. Oh, yeah, for sure. I still yeah. thought it was going to be. Even after all of Parasite's ones, I still thought they were just going to be like, oh, Once Upon a Time Hollywood wins Best, mm. best Picture. Um, mm. uh, sound editing... No, we yeah. finally... We bullied the Oscars back into doing yeah. <laughs> good films again. As as is tradition, as is the ebb and flow of the Oscars year to year. <laughs> um, sound editing and sound mixing. Editing went to four V Ferrari. Mixing went to nineteen seventeen. Um, interesting. Yeah, I would have thought that this was nineteen seventeen would have won both of these, but yeah, sweet. Four V Ferrari won two Oscars. Four V Ferrari was mixing. Did you say uh, editing? Editing. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Aaron's like, God, I wouldn't have given it mixing. Yeah. <laughs> but editing for sure. No, it deserved it. <laughs> no, because Richard showed me a video the other week about um I think it was the mixing of the um it was a, like a specific video on yeah, Ford, Ford v Ferrari, Ferrari and the I think it was the mixing that they were talking about, wasn't it? Uh, it kind of went into both a little bit. Yeah. 
Um, but it, it is super interesting. Yeah, if you if you just I'm sure if you just look up sound editing or sound mixing of Four B Ferrari, it's like yeah, the other two two of the soundies on it. Um, you're talking about going out and like filming like cars and making sure they got the right ones, and then how you have to create that symphony essentially. Yeah, and even just like the placement of sound inside a cinema and stuff like that mm. to create the effect of watching a car race. Yeah. It's just a gimmick. It's just a, it's a gimmicky win. It's just the Doppler effect. That's all it's. It all right, okay, for. AJ with the hot take. Wow. Jesus, <laughs> good lord. Yeah, no hot take. Another oh, another nuclear hot take. The one award academy stop splitting audio. I know, I know, audio people or the audio division of Hollywood are the cyclists of Hollywood. <laughs> like they, they get as <laughs> mad like cyclists get mad at um at at cars. But look, I'll say it. I'm I'm in you know vaguely in the industry. I know vaguely how most of filmmaking works, and I don't really know the difference between sound mixing and sound editing. I ed- I'm going to be editing this po- editing this very podcast, and I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the sound the is always is. something people talk about. <laughs> and if I don't and if I don't know what the difference is, then no one knows what the difference is. All right, there I said it. All right. well, I see what we're all thinking. Okay. Um, so best original song went to Elton and Bernie for um, their song from Rocketman. Um, it's interesting though because they played all the the nominees for this. Like they all they all performed live. Um, man, I can't let you throw yourself away from Toy Story Four by Randy Newman. Sucks. It's so bad. <laughs> Watching that song, I, I was like, it. Jesus Christ, this is oh, awful. Oh my gosh. Um, but then um, they also randomly like so they did this bit where it was like. Uh, when while Miranda came out and was like, you know, sometimes um, a, a song and a scene like become so synonymous together, and then they're like, here's some of those those examples, and they were like, oh, you know, like played Eye of the Tiger with the, with a montage from Rocky, and they played uh, Breakfast Club, and then like the clip from Say Anything, and then it ended with just like um, Eminem's character from Eight Mile, and then Eminem just came out and performed Lose Yourself. <laughs> And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, Such a weird choice. Yeah. You, know how, weird, you like, know how movies have songs sometimes? Anyway, here's Eminem. <laughs> the, the, um, the, the, the idea that the Oscars, a, a, a organization that is so routinely putting their foot in their mouth and trying to be diversive and cool and continually failing would like, Eminem's such a bad choice if you're wanting to appear progressive. <laughs> like that dude has, has got so much shit in his in his like lyrical content that no one like you know the right, zeitgeist are you, are hasn't you really forgiven for him a cancellation for. of Eminem. Uh, I don't think I need a call for it, dude. I think it's the the ticket has been punched. Interesting. <laughs> and also, also Eminem fucking sucks. I'll say it. I, I hate it. I hate Eminem. <laughs> Man, where, where Man, did all this come from? Good luck. I mean, the Venom song that was horrible. That's the that's that's Eminem's place in public consciousness right now is the terrible Venom song, and they bring him on to. You pre- can't yeah, judge him on late Eminem. Come on. <laughs> yeah, AJ sucks at making content. The fucking. Um, Have you heard the Lethal Weapon episode? That's early AJ. You said don't judge him off late AJ. Yeah, no, Eminem's great. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, this is (laughs) is a real weird take, man. Yeah. Oh, it is not. No, loads of people hate Eminem. Now I'm not the only one, for sure. I don't know. I haven't seen anyone else. I haven't seen seen the... the, um, Yeah, I haven't seen... 
Pop society through. turn against yeah. him. The woke brigade. No, um, <laughs> uh, Billy Eichner tweeted about him. What did he say? Just like t- today. I don't want to say because it has an offensive word in it. And we'll that Billy it. Eichner can say that I cannot say, uh, calling out Eminem. Is it? Um, I'll find <laughs> it and I'll just. Is it this word? <laughs> is it this word? Is it? Is it? Is it though? Um, I will find it. Okay, we'll just wait. Yeah. Not not liking Eminem is a very popular opinion. I I resent the fact that I'm being in any way trailblazing. Um, okay, he's four hours ago he tweeted, "Well, you can still sing the word, the f word, um, a million times and still perform at the Oscars. Uh, that's about diversity." Okay. So and I look to Billy Eichner for all my um moral <laughs> for where to takes. lead the woke brigade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this way, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> this way, guys. A thousand tickets to Birds of Prey, please. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> this will surely make a dent in the box office. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, I think. Uh, yeah, but so the, the, also the story behind Eminem uh, performing is that he, when his song won for, um, for when Lose Yourself won, um, the Academy was like, oh, do you want to come perform? And he was like, yeah. And they're like, you have to censor the song. And he was like, no, nah, fuck it, I'm not performing. Um, and so that was them like writing the wrong and allowing him to perform it uncensored. But they like bleeped it in the telecast, if you're watching in the States. Um, although I don't think they bleeped it here. But um, yeah, so that was them kind of like extending an olive branch to allow him to say why now did they tell him they were gonna bleep it uh i mean i I don't know i think i think it's just like hey you have to perform you know like we want you to censor your own song but whereas like right for legal reasons they can do it but he's like i'm not tainting my art by performing it yeah not in my own kind of way i just don't understand why now why is this the year that we that eminem gets his right wronged by the academy when (laughs) they've they've wronged when apparently no one likes him now (laughs) and and they they pick they pick the the one white dude doing it right you think greta gerwig should have come out and performed (laughs) a one woman that's all should have Little woman, <laughs> um, like as they just get Greta Gerwig to come out and do like, can you just just um give us some of the things you might have said on set when you were directing, um, Little Woman <laughs> and action. <laughs> Oi, you joke, but there was totally shit like that at, at the Oscars. The, the very little of it I saw at the start, they um, were like, we want to celebrate female directors and stuff, and it's like, what a weird there, push a lot of to that, watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, uh, Natalie Portman. Um, was wearing this like cape that on the kind of hem of it had um uh like Wong, Gerwig, Diop, um, Heller, Skama, like all these last names of women directors that were snubbed. So it was um the directors for Hustlers, The Farewell, Little Woman, Atlantics, Queen and Slim, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Portrait of a Lady on Fire and Honey Boy. And so she had all these like. Imagine being a female director who made a film last year and not being on Natalie Portman's cape. Fuck you! You'd be like, I'm the lowest of the low. (laughs) (laughs) I've been snubbed from her cape. Yeah. Um, Dub snubbed. Dub snubbed. (laughs) The rear dub snub. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so Eminem still beloved. Oh no! You know what's a fucking horrible song as well? Is um, is uh, um, um, um. I'm not afraid. That song's so 
Right, yeah, you're picking his worst songs. Late Eminem, man. Well, like, see, well, you don't like Stan. We wouldn't have the phrase standing. You wouldn't be able to stand people as hard as you do without the song Stan. You're right. Which is a fucking work of art. You're always saying, now this looks like a job for me. You're always saying that, AJ. Yeah. That's true. Um, and he's got he had wow. the, he's got two, two new albums that he dropped just without fanfare, and both of them are pretty well received. Except for his new album's got some pretty some pretty dark uh, stuff on it. Um, uh, but it's you well, know, look, you guys, uh, you guys have really challenged my unconscious biases towards white men. So thank well, I don't know, just, you just much. came out so hot, being like <laughs> Eminem fucking sucks, uh, and I was like, I wouldn't expect you to have maybe, an opinion. Maybe on it's Eminem. a Christchurch thing. Maybe it's a Christchurch thing. No one I know likes Eminem anymore. Yeah. Uh, Except you two. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we moved to Auckland and we'd... Yeah, to be with our own kind. Yeah. Uh, okay, best original score went to Joker. Um, Hilda, and I do not know how to pronounce her last name. Um, it's... Uh, what, what's... Uh, where's she from? I- Icelandic? Um, yeah, it's an Icelandic last name. Um, but she composed the music for chernobyl as well oh, and wow. so it's like yeah she i saw that it was like she deserves a um an academy award for her work on chernobyl but sure give it to her for the clown movie um <laughs> but yeah she um she's the third female composer to win um the best original score and they did a a thing where they get like the band leader to kind of just do like a little sample of each of the the things and for the first time ever that was uh conducted by a woman um, her name yeah. is pronounced Hilda Guthnadortir. There you go. So, uh, <laughs> it is it is not spelt Guth. I've even looked at it until now. Yeah. It is not spelt that way, so that is confusing. Yeah, well, it's got one of those letters that I guess is pronounced T H, but it does not look like that. It's an O with a little thing on top of it. Anyway, um, yeah, this is like. Yeah, this pretty pretty comfortably could have gone to any of them. I'm glad she won it though, because she was the only female nominated. And I'm part of the woke brigade. <laughs> Who tears off my this my way, mask. guys. <laughs> even even with the most unwoke film of 2019, it's like like we could still we could still make it win for its, I don't its think one it's the most like unwoke vaguely film woke film of 2019. What's this? What is the most unwoke film of 2019? Laquisha. <laughs> mm, that's shit, man. You really, uh, you really came to the party with a gun, man. Like, like you really were prepared for that response. Yeah, and also, I, I, I was tossing up between that and cuck. Um, oh like, wish Aaron, if you haven't heard about it, is a film where a middle-aged white man gets fired from his radio job, and he says, "Fuck, you know what? Black people, especially black women, have it so easy." And oh, so he, he he starts a new radio show where he's. Uh, plays this character called Laquisha, and he's like, mm-hmm, Laquisha's here to answer all your problems, honey. And he just plays this character throughout the whole film, and then he learns nothing about himself. Presumably, I haven't seen the film. I really want someone to suggest it for our oh <laughs> for our Patreon podcast. Um, Was this like a large budget film? No, a very or? small budget. <laughs> yeah, it stars Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> he, re- he realizes that um, black women have it so easy, and so he says, I'm going to become the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, animated short hair love. Um, that, that was kind of one of those ones that seemed locked in. Um, that played before Angry Birds 2, I found out in the Stones. <laughs> Best live action short film went to a film called The Neighbor's Window, which, um, from what I understand, sounds better 
than um, the winner of that award last year. Oh my god! About the the guy who yeah yeah <laughs> got yeah. tattooed with blackface. Um, documentary short subject subject was that learning to skateboard in a war zone if you're a girl. That one. Oh really? Uh, yeah yeah. Uh, and documentary feature went to American Factory, which was um, the first film made by uh, Barack and Michelle Obama's um, production company. The rich just get richer, huh? Yeah. Is there a production company called Obamarama? And if it's not, <laughs> why is it not called Obamarama? Uh, it's called Higher Ground Productions. Well, there you go. But yeah, it's a Netflix. Um, they like they it's had called a just a bunch of Obamas. <laughs> nice. All right, international feature film. You ready for a big shock, Aaron? Yes, please. Parasite one. Good lord. Yeah. Good. Who would lord. have thought a South Korean film could take out international feature film? Wow, it's never done it before. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. That's a um, big night for that film. Yeah. Well done to them. Yeah. They'll be happy with that. <laughs> um. Yeah. Oh man, Bong Joon Ho. Just watching him, like his his award for best original screenplay. And there's because his uh, co-writer is talking and Bong's in the background holding his Oscar in front of him. And he just stares at it for ages and then just starts giggling. And it's so cute. <laughs> there's gifts of it you'll be able to find. Um, but also in possibly the only upset of the night that I'm truly upset about, uh, Toy Story 4, one best animated feature film, which I normally would not be unhappy about. But man, did I want class to win. It's I'm funny, so isn't sorry. it? Because I, I actually, I like Toy Story. I think Toy Story Four is a better film than Klaus, but I wanted Klaus to win just for the, the statement. So this is, it's yeah. like you know, it's a good Oscars when the the biggest upset of the night is an award went to a film you really like, <laughs> but you know, not one that you wanted to win. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah, I feel you um and then yeah the uh adapted screenplay and original screenplay as we've mentioned already uh adapted screenplay went to judge a rabbit for taika waititi and uh, original screenplay went to parasite bong joon ho and uh han jun won do they read a translated version when they're of, reading the screenplay of the uh it's interesting i, th- I think so yeah yeah because they did um they like play a clip of the film with the screenplay like running over top of it as like an overlay yeah and um yeah it was like in korean and in english yeah um <laughs> or you just imagine like everyone they're like all right here's the screenplay and they go it's in korean and they're like yeah it looks good <laughs> <laughs> the effort the effort the academy the academy put into their voting process yeah. yep looks good toys another toy story yep <laughs> um uh, but yeah jojo rabbit winning for um adapted screenplay there are some moments in your life where you understand what patriotism feels like. Yeah. Is this one of them? Mm. Yes. Nice. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's yeah, man. it's a good um change from when how unpatriotic I felt when AJ said that Eminem was shit. Oh, and I was man. like, I don't want to be from the same country as this person. Oh, <laughs> <be here anymore>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm super stoked with it winning um best adapted and uh yeah man taika taika dude taika bro he's it he's taika bro i prefer i'm taika bro i prefer you know like i'm proud i'm i'm i grew up i grew up being such a um outcast from such a loser typical new zealand uh culture i think because like i didn't like sport and i didn't drink a lot as a teenager so i always felt like i wasn't 
that patriotic but taika has like made me be like yeah i'm from new zealand yeah we've got that you know? one thing yeah yeah i'm still not in touch with my feelings <laughs> don't worry i'm still a kiwi i'm like taika yeah <laughs> yeah yeah taika trying to make me cry with his film <laughs> I'm a fucking Kiwi male. You're not going to get tears out of this, boy. Nice try, mate. Just slip that by. Uh, all right. So, yeah, the four acting categories. Actor went to Joaquin for Joker. Actress went to Renee for Judy. Supporting actor went to Brad for Once Upon a Time Hollywood. And supporting actress to Laura for um, Marriage Story. Uh, Have you guys, has anyone real. seen Judy? Uh, no, I made a point of going to watch it last week, but now that I'm not watching a film every day, uh, I'm struggling to find the, um, what's the word? Giving a shitness to do it. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, it just seems like such a, I'm, I'm sure she's great in it, but it's always such a bummer when it, when a, an award as big as that goes to such a, um, underplay, you know what I mean? Like yeah, one yeah. that no one's talking about. Like, it would have been awesome to see it go somewhere else. Yeah, it's just like, like we, it's one of those ones where the trailer came out, everyone was like, oh, she's going to win the Oscar for this. And it's like, yeah, or it could be real shit. Yeah, and it's like, true. I think the movie still maybe was kind of shit. I don't know. But I mean, she's, I, I mean, I guess quite good enough. But again, like, she's playing a, a Hollywood actress who never won an Oscar. So this is like, somewhat awarding judy garland's mm. legacy you yeah know? and i think i would i'm all, all right with brad pitt winning for once upon a time though i don't think any of the nominated best supporting actors no joe pesci actually he was probably the best yeah, um, he was um brad pitt's best, like a legacy one i guess that it's like he's never won for acting before yeah. um and it's like watching clips of once upon a time in hollywood again i'm like he is real good in it and it's one of those things where it's like you think oh he's just playing brad pitt or he's just playing a laid-back cool guy and it's like he's actually like embodies that character so completely and it's like yeah just because you can't see him trying doesn't make it any, any better or worse yeah and i think there is an inclination i think i talked about yeah. last week that like you know if you don't see people like sweating or like crying or like yeah. being a gritty emotional thing then like it's kind of dismissed as like not that good a performance you yeah. know whereas like i don't know if you can make a transcendently good uh performance that's just like you kind of having fun on screen just in a, a way cool yeah then it's like this is pretty good man you do yeah. basically nothing but he's still like knocking it out the park yeah. yeah for sure and um i was gonna i didn't didn't uh i don't think it came up last week but just talking about the acting performances you know um did you end up watching the second half of marriage story uh no i did not because <laughs> <laughs> you know this this whole thing about the 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 one scene that everyone shares everywhere and yeah of the them yelling at each other and there's like this thing of people uh will see that on twitter and go they're just yelling and crying that's not good acting do what do you what do you think of that kind of i think that your real question should be to what extent do you like believe the performance oh, yeah. and like it's nuance as opposed to like yeah they're like yelling crying and that's like what an argument is it doesn't necessarily make it good acting yeah but like you know like i could yell at you right now it doesn't make it good and acting. it would make me cry yeah exactly <laughs> break your spirit and um, if i can if i can add to that aaron and in, in defense of the, that marriage story scene which i i was I'm, i was blown away by that scene like yes yelling is the easiest form of acting 
but you know, like I've been to enough amateur, seen enough amateur performances and watched, you know, amateur actors yell and rolled my eyes at the fact that they can yeah. do a yelling, crying, sniveling scene like that and it take your breath away is like, yeah, that's fucking good acting then because that, yeah. that may, maybe in a vacuum that scene isn't impactful, but after watching that whole movie and being in the in each of those characters' corners and then seeing it get to a place that's just so um, sorrowful explosive. and upsetting and explosive, yeah, like that scene affected me so much and I got so angry when people were were tearing it down as not being yeah. good acting because it's like it's, yeah. it's 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 in a marriage with the story <laughs> I didn't even story. plan that at all <laughs> like, like it's the it's the story that has led you to this point where this acting elevates the marriage story yeah 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 exactly yeah. it doesn't exist in like a vacuum i think a lot of people like when they see those scenes they're like it's not good acting but you're 100 right like a mm. performance is built out of you know two hours of acting rather than like one scene you know yeah yeah because i remember when aaron and i were when we were at an acting course together there was one girl that used to always cry in her performances and i remember and everyone was like she's the best look at her she can just cry on key and i remember me and you talking about like She's just crying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's kind of different between like just crying and like, is this in like an authentic expression of what the script is asking you to do? Yeah. And do you feel like this is, I mean, yeah. Do you feel like this is reality? And do you feel like these are two people who exist in the yeah. world who are talking to each other? And I guess it's the same thing as the cinematography that it's like, there's good acting, there's bad acting and there's acting that's appropriate for the, yeah, the scene, exactly. and you know, in Marriage Story, that they earn this explosion, um, which yeah. if you just saw, and I'm sure there's going to be fucking all over the world, there is going to be amateur like um, film class or acting classes that choose this scene, and it's going to be terrible, and they're not going to earn it, and they're just going to scream at each other. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Um, but yeah, it fully earns it. And you've got two like of the most of the best actors in the world. Um, and that's Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. Oh, look, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, AJ, do you think Joaquin deserved the the, the Oscar? I uh, actually, I, I, it's it is my favorite thing about Joker because, but it's yeah. because it's Joaquin Phoenix, and it might be a problematic script or whatever you want to say about it. But it's like, yeah, but Joaquin Phoenix is one of the greatest actors alive today, yeah, and he actually is part of the woke brigade. And he actually is part of the woke brigade. He was just deceived by the the <laughs> the yeah. unwoke brigade, um, and <laughs> like, you know, he plays a performance that's good enough that people were concerned. For what it might do to the world, and yeah. I, I, I liked his That's performance. You, you, you know what I mean? I, I, I can recognize it as good. There was never an issue with Joker. Like no one was saying it's, it was bad acting. It might be a bad script, but he delivers it very well. Um, and I think that yeah. that uh, 
it is also cool that someone that the same character you say it i said it before and you told me i was dumb for saying yeah it. yeah you just said <laughs> you, you phrased it real poorly but it's the second time that two different actors have won for playing the same character um the first time was al pacino no sorry uh marlon brando robert and de robert de niro both won for playing um Vito Corleone in The Godfather and its sequel. Um, and so that was like supposed to be to the same person at two different times in their mm. life. Whereas this is two completely different interpretations of the same character. So um, because, of course, Heath Ledger won for um, The yeah. Dark Knight. But Which it's is a cool in, in story, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, in Joaquin's speech, he um, uh, he didn't thank anyone. He 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 did his kind of like like he's been doing on the campaign trail, you know, used his platform to talk about you know um, veganism and climate change and, and racism and all this stuff, um, and then he he right at the end quoted his brother, um, River Phoenix, who died uh, far too young, and uh, yeah, it was, it was an interesting speech. And then Renee Zellweger, like his speech went on for for quite a while, and then Renee's went on for quite a while as well and then uh that resulted in uh when uh bong joon ho won well he'd already won best director for parasite at this point and so there you go he won there you go um and but when um parasite won best picture the final award of the night the, a couple of the people did their speeches and then they brought down the lights and they cut to jane fonda to to um you know finish the night and then clearly they had more to say because they, they they only spoke for a minute and nine seconds um before they brought the lights down on them. And then the whole crowd is like, up, up. And so you see like Tom Hanks and Shelley's there and, and the front row being like, up, up, up. And then eventually they like cut away from Jane Fonda and brought the lights back up and they got to finish their speeches. And there was like this, this cute little like older woman who was just like, um, it was so good to like, it's just, yeah, just yeah. like a real, like, because obviously contributes very little language. to the rest of the conversation, but it's, it's very wholesome yeah. to watch. Yeah. Cause it's like, because English is her second language, she's speaking in such like simple terms, yeah. like, mm. like one syllable words. And it's just very it's, like wholesome. Very like sweet. this is, yeah. And so that was great. And that was, I mean, when, when Bong won, um, best direct, I like, I clapped. I was like, I was so stoked. And then it won Best Picture, and I was like, "Fucking tonight's the night!" Yeah, yeah. Because his his speeches were so great as well. Yeah. Like after winning international film, he was like, uh, "I can't wait to drink tonight." And then, <laughs> and he like thank he said like, you know, I started when in film school, I studied Martin Scorsese, and then he like got Martin to stand up and got everyone to give a standing ovation to Martin Scorsese, and then, um, and he said that like when he was starting out that like tarantino would always put his films in like his top 10 of the year and stuff like that which gave him so much exposure and and all this stuff and then tarantino like very begrudgingly is like no thank you and so <laughs> yeah because tarantino has one of the worst poker faces at hiding how angry he is <laughs> <laughs> um do you think that the the them trying to ask to put the lights back up for the end of the speech that's such a microcosm for what's wrong with the Oscars, right? Like it's this, it's, yeah. it's this, this, the, the Oscar, I was thinking about this because after the independent spirit awards the other night, which I think I'm going to invest more in them next year than the Oscars, because I don't know. They just, I just like what they stand for better, I guess. Um, mm. But like the Oscars is a great idea. This is what I was thinking about. The Oscars is a great idea to, to, to put a, a respected, um, you know, line in the sand, a recognition of the best of the year in any particular art form, but film specifically, is a really good idea 
but the academy is so rotten man and it's it's like uh, it's just so frustrating to watch year after year and you know this was a good oscars and i'm i'm i feel bad to to bring up any kind of ill will because it did kind of it did, it did as i said before it feels like we bullied them into doing something good again this year but but like how many times is it going to switch back and forth and how many times are we going like this past week when a, a oscar voter and someone from the academy came out and like revealed their like brutal was it a brutally honest academy brutally voter. honest oscar ba- ballots yeah and, and so it, yeah the, the hollywood reporter did um like a male and a female who both are academy voters and got them to reveal what they voted for and it's like uh, I don't think foreign films should be nominated with real movies. I want an American, like um, Sam Mendes did great for 1917, but I want an American director to win. And like all these things, it's just like, you have to remember that the Academy is eight and a half thousand people that just want their mate to win or have their own yeah. weird biases. Exactly. And it's, it's, it was so, <laughs> it's so horrible to see how empty, like empty headed these people seem. Because I remember um when uh something else happened that, that was, um, uh, it was it was before that, like just after the the nominations came out, another Oscar voters like opinions were were made public, and it was oh it was it was about why Adam Sandler and J Lo weren't nominated among others, and it was like yeah. it was like racist, like it was it was racism bubbling. Just I mean I know Adam Sandler's white, but in J Lo's case specifically, it was it was using terms Aaron like um uh not the type of actress who wins Oscars. You know what I mean? And what it's like, hmm, fuck? what is it? What is it about this actress that makes them not the kind of actress that wins Oscars, you know? And it's yeah. uh, it was so gross. And just to, the way the way it talked about Adam Sandler as being like, you know, if he makes another another couple of films like Uncut Gems, then he'll be nominated. And it's like, what are you talking about? This is what the Oscars should be about is celebrating this kind of like surprising and and challenging shit that comes out, you know? Like uh, it, it just seems so anti to what the Oscars I think should be about when I when I read those statements and I was like this is the the problem the problem is is that the Oscars is opinion maths, right? So it's not and we've talked about this before and I know you guys probably know this, but they don't all sit around in a room and decide what gets what. They don't all sit around in a room and vote. These are these are the eight films that should get nominated and this is the one that should win. It's everyone judges a film and the maths are done to tally what the best film that you know what the highest voted on film and in a year where <laughs> parasite won a bunch of shit i feel very uh you know sheepish saying this but when your opinion maths more often than not result in films like green book winning um the problem is not that it needs to go to a a judge by a panel kind of thing the problem is that the people in the academy have biases and have opinions and have antiquated views and i mean i don't know how you know, I'm 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 too cynical to believe that there wasn't any tampering done to make to make Parasite win the year, and I think that that you should you, they should just redo re re kick everyone out of the academy and then put different people in it. I don't know. I think that's a very logical thing to do, especially as we progress as society to get new voices and new opinions judging these. Yeah, things. well, I mean that's the thing that they that they always do. It was uh, uh, the year after the year of Oscars so white the, when that hashtag became a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that was when they were like, we're going to actually like next year bump up the diversity 
Uh, but who knows if they've actually did that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's Probably not just not. bumping up the diversity. You also have to to take it out the other end as well because otherwise you're, you're that's always going to be a minority unless they li- literally double the amount of people in there, right? Like, just kick yeah. people out of the academy. Who gives a shit? I don't care. Well, there Probably should be, like, know. a statute of limitations that, yeah. like... I mean, maybe there is, but it's like, you know, you you can vote on Oscars for uh, up to... 10 years after you work on a movie or something. That's such know? a good idea, man. Yeah. I, like th- I think that's such you, a you have idea. Your academy membership has to be renewed every time you work on a movie. Kind of like it, it renews every time you work on mm. something. But yeah. I, I think the, the kind of problems that you highlight with the Oscars is a kind of distinctly American problem. Well, maybe mm. not distinctly American problem, but it seems like somewhat kind of reflective of their own political system like even if you look at the nomination of hillary clinton in the like um the democratic seat last time that Mm. was just basically a result of you know a small segment of the democratic party like tipping the scales you know um which is kind of you know and you you see now you know the kind of like grassroots movement in the democratic party of people like being like no, this is fucking bullshit let's yeah. just organize ourselves and you know like create a kind of a, a wave of change by you know uh, inspiring young progressive ideology and getting the shit done and then you know you have a whole lot of young senators come through or not senators house of representatives members come through in 2018 it's like you know people react against this shit and also like you know popular opinion can change very swiftly yeah. you know what i mean and i think that's probably the one hope that you can yeah. have for the oscars is yeah, that okay. like you know people will start being like oh like quite quickly be like oh wait maybe we shouldn't just like vote for all of our white friends because yeah. like you know that's not how we live anymore y'all and yeah. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Aaron, because moments before I found out Parasite won Best Picture, I found out after three days of caucusing that Pete Buttigieg officially won Iowa. And by officially, I mean he fucking cheated. And if you don't think he cheated, you probably also think Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. All right. Um, <laughs> I have not been following the Iowa caucus thing oh, at all. I keep seeing references dude, to it. There is footage. There are there is footage of people flubbing it so that Buttigieg wins. It's insane. It's it's bas- basically the media hates Bernie Sanders and he actually did real well and was going to win. And so they buried it until it, people got confused and the app that counted the votes was like funded by Buttigieg. And the way, the way a split um, caucus decides who they're going to vote for is they flip a coin, which feels very rudimentary. But you see a guy flipping a coin for one of the caucuses. It's on Twitter. He flips a coin and I, I, there's no point doing this visually because this is an audio medium um but let's just say a coin toss is a very hard thing to fake because it's very obvious and there's all these eyes on this guy flipping a coin catching it in in his hand looking at it and then moving his fingers around like you know potentially flipping it upside down and then he looks at it and then flips it again with this it's so obvious it is such a anyway anyway. the way to cheat a coin toss is you flick it up catch it in your hand if it's the result you want you go it's there if not you slap it on your on the other hand and go yeah. oh it's the opposite yeah yeah yeah, That's yeah. T- fucking Tell- cheating 101 <laughs> listen up iowa <laughs> <laughs> um oh well, that's interesting so overall this is a pretty good year for the oscars like yeah, the results yeah, but anyway. it's uh, yeah, yeah, it is. It is and and the the benefits will be for for this for the films that um 
that you know come in the wake of of ones like Parasite winning uh, could be really good for Hollywood. Um, well, not even Hollywood for the for the industry. But I'm I you know one good year does not make me want to trust them completely anymore, especially after right, all the yeah. shit. Yeah, I mean, came but out. just fucking you know just have a good time, just enjoy it. Yeah, with the independent Parasite one. <laughs> yeah you're right that is yeah. good and and let's let's focus on the good um while, yeah i mean like if, if you get the 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 group of nominees you're given this is some of the best possible results 100 percent. yeah Agreed. i mean yeah sure you, you can talk about the the snub who got snubbed and everything like that but you know this is we, we've we've got what we got you, you can't be like oh and actually we found another nomination greta gerwig wins best director <laughs> with what we're given we got like you know some of the, some of the best results, and even like you know, aside from the snubs, like Parasite winning Best Picture, Best Director is like phenomenal, one hundred percent deserved. Um, and winning Best Screenplay is is even yeah. Like I wasn't expecting Amazing. that at all. You know, yeah. Um, I wonder how yeah. many um no. Oh, you keep talking. I was going to say how many um. Well, winners shall have I been shall I films. shall I wrap up the show? Make this a clean sub one hour thing so I can edit it and chuck it out. Yeah, as, go as for fast it, as possible. Well, thank you everybody for listening to the Cole Pop Show Oscar season. We've got one more Oscar season episode coming at you in a fortnight where we're going to be talking about what would win the Oscars of the entire decade. Uh, and next week, we're returning to film franchise fortnights with everybody's uh, favorite secret agent who, when you watch earlier films, they're not very good. And it's pretty disturbing um 007 we're starting james bond we're finally doing 007 as our 100th franchise arguably depending on how you count it (laughs) exactly um and yeah so that's us next week uh if you liked this episode then please consider supporting cole popshire all the places by liking and subscribing and following and and commenting and 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 liking but where you like the specific podcast and not just the page or whatever do all that um and you can find us on facebook youtube instagram twitter at cold popshire you can email us at coldpopshiremedia at gmail.com leave a five-star review on apple podcasts and you can also find us on acast um yeah and uh join our discord which the link to will be in the show notes and our, yeah. our patreon but whatever anyway did you find out that thing you were looking for uh yeah i don't i don't know <laughs> So, you did find well, it out, I, or you don't know? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> this was a pleasure talking to you guys. I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed this. This was good. It's good to to debrief in such a way. I think. Yeah, and uh, not debrief by um, taking off our briefs. <laughs> That's, that'll be later on. <laughs> Richard, hey, thanks, Aaron, for for joining us again. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. It's always a pleasure to talk Oscars with you guys. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. And we will see everybody next week. Uh, and be sure to stay for the post credit scene after the music Ooh. plays at the end of this episode. Goodbye. Uh, all right, bye. Bye. Uh, hello, thanks for sticking around. Uh, here we are. Listen, post-credit scene, a la Marvel um, and DC to a lesser it extent. It wasn't started by them though. There were post-credit scenes in movies before yeah. them, and there were yeah. post-credit scenes in movies after them. Yeah. Um, and this and um, is our can Patreon. I just say, um, yes. what a good episode of the Cold Popper podcast that was. Yep, I agree. Whole yeah, what was your favorite part? 
uh, when we talked about the Oscars, because I know for a fact that, the, yeah. <laughs> that that's the episode. <laughs> yeah. I thought some of your language uh, was gonna... um, a bit problematic, but um, yeah, I think yeah. Uh, on the whole, I think we learned a lot. And I, th- I think there's a lot there that you'll be able to learn from moving forward, which is the most important thing. Um, so what are we here to talk about today? Well, this is our Patreon uh, exclusive segment for five dollar and up tier, where uh, people who are part of that tier or are above can send us um, a question or a challenge or a discussion topic for us to have a small little little bants about in this this here the post credit sequence, Richard. And this episode, the post credit sequence, is brought to us by Craig Major, and he has a bit of a long question, but it's it's an interesting one. He says, is there anything you've seen in a film, TV episode, web video, etc., that your brain just absolutely failed to comprehend, to the point that you aren't entirely sure that you actually saw it? He says an example of mine is in Bruno, where he makes the avant-garde show featuring the guy with the swinging dong, and the man's urethra speaks the name Bruno as if it were a mouth. Another one is a web video of a girl singing a Taylor Swift song, then she pulls her underwear down and her vagina sings the rest of the chorus. I saw this on Facebook about 10 years ago, WTF. I guess for me, talking or singing genitals is just too much for my brain. So Richard... Has you have you ever seen anything in media, whatever that media may be, that you just failed to comprehend? The Bruno penis, um, which yeah. I is like one of the only things I remember about that movie, and is such a great answer to that question. Um, but yeah, I th- this question frustrated me so much um, because why well, we Can got I guess we got why? To see this. Why is it because you know you have an answer for it, but you couldn't remember the example? Yeah, I, I've been trying racking my brain for like well, like six weeks almost, trying to think of an answer to this, and I just mm. cannot. I can't think yeah. of a single answer, but I know there must be something. It's that weird like moment where you question whether or not you're dreaming because you just saw something so absurd and yeah, it's a bra moment. Yeah, it's a total bra moment. Um, <laughs> but I do have an answer, Richard. I have an oh, answer. Good. I'm glad and- you do because yeah. It's from a web video, which I feel is probably the dominant form of which these kinds of moments happen, I reckon, would be non-narrative media that you see on the internet. And my answer is from a um, sort of alternate reality game oh, i wasn't really a game though it was it's from a youtube channel called alan tutorial have you heard of alan tutorial no so you're familiar with youtube tutorials and how you know I'm familiar with a YouTube, million yeah. of them for anything you want to do alan tutorial was like a satirical tutorial series uh where a very softly spoken um guy records from his handy cam and teaches you to do you know things that you don't need to know how to do essentially like i remember one of them is how how to crush cans with two slacks of wood and stuff like that like real real obscure things and he and he talks like this and he's like oh welcome to this is my tutorial this is alan tutorial and uh this is what and and it goes on and on and and like most of the show is just like obscure tutorials that you'd never need to know but as as it goes on and it was actually an art piece by the a guy who now works for adult swim and has done um such viral adult swim um kind of dark 
mysteries as uh this house has people in it and unedited footage of a bear i believe it's by him and um and in this in this series it basically gets really really dark as it goes on and it and while he doesn't say anything you get the increased kind of feeling like someone's chasing him like he's boarding himself in rooms and sort of just muttering to himself with each episode you know he'll be in like this super crowded messy room going tutorial tutorial and and the the episode titles just become gibberish and the final three episodes are all set within this like it looks like he's in a trash compactor like there's garbage mm. everywhere you can't really see what's going on you don't really he's like barefoot everything's wet and dirty and um it's very scary and and he sort of spends these last episodes looking around this empty space for desperate for something to give you a tutorial on uh and I, there is a moment and i think it's either the second to last or maybe the third to last episode where he's in this trash compactor looking thing where the camera moves past something and because it's dark and because it's not the highest quality footage uh you see a very upsetting moving thing and it's not really clear what it is and it stays on it maybe cuts back to it maybe two or three times but he's not focusing on he doesn't want you to see what it is but because it's an art project, you know that the intention is for you to be able to see whatever this thing is. And the best way I can describe it is it kind of looks like, you know, when you go to a kebab shop and they got those big hunks of meat like spinning on a... Donna kebab, yeah. Yeah, it looks like one of those on the ground, like spinning around. <laughs> and uh, a lot of people say it's a dog. It's like a little fluffy dog. And just the way it's turning makes it look like it's some other like weird gyrating meat monster uh but i feel like this is the this is the definitive answer to this question for me i I apologize it took so long to get there but it's this creepy little meat monster on the and on the floor in this in the middle of this video that isn't focused on at all uh and that's my answer Nice, that's a good one. Um, I the other the only sort of closest thing I have to an answer, I guess, is um, my friend and I used to always used to go and get like ten zombie movies out from the. I think I've spoken about this before. You know, you get like yeah, ten yeah. rentals for ten bucks, and we'd go get a weekend. And there's there's some of those that are like that. That surely there was one. It was an Australian movie called Undead, and I think it was just mm-hmm. called Undead. And the um the poster has like someone with like three shotguns attached to be one shotgun and the movie ends with like people floating up into space and i mm. just have a real vague memory of that and being like this movie's real fucking weird imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 